I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. So today we have Rochelle Jesse on the show, and I'm really excited. I'm going to have her introduce herself, but before she does, we actually went to high school together, and our brothers were like crazy best friends, and somehow throughout life, we've just, we've came to this point where, you know, I have a podcast and she has an incredible coaching business and I'm so honored to have her on and just talk about everything going on and what she's doing because she is just helping so many women and I know you're going to learn a lot from her. So Rochelle, can you just introduce yourself and give us a little background? Sure. So yeah, Taylor, it's it's so funny that we have known each other for so long and it truly is our brothers that brought us together. But yeah, we've probably known each other for 15 or so years, which is crazy to think about. Um, but thank you so much for having me on your show. I've listened to your episodes. I really like the direction you're going with this podcast and I'm really happy to be here. But I am a business and mindset coach and I typically work with corporate women or women who are working in any nine to five that want to turn a service-based side hustle into a full-time online business. So these are typically women who are still in the working world. They've developed a passionate side hustle business that they really enjoy, but they're kind of unsure of how to turn that side hustle into a full-time business, allowing them to really leave the, the corporate world and leave their job and really step into being a CEO in their business and see business growth from that point on. That's incredible. So how did you get started with this? Yeah. So I've had a, an interesting journey, to be honest. Um, I first, I mean, when I was in college, I was a social worker. So I, I started with that as my first career. Um, and then I quickly moved into human resources. I've always wanted to work with people. Uh, I enjoy helping people. I've always wanted to work closely with them to see them succeed, to help in any way I can. And I think that's why I was always drawn to those types of careers. So when I worked in HR, that's how I found coaching. And I started out with coaching leaders and managers and helping them develop their talent. And then I went for a full coaching certification. And from that, I started a leadership coaching business. And I was working with small business owners who wanted to up-level their middle management so that the business owners themselves could kind of take a backseat to the day-to-day -day and really focus on the strategy of their business and at the same time as I was running that business, I was starting to get inquiries from women who were like, hey, I saw that you've started your own business and I, I have some ideas. I want to do something like that too. Not necessarily coaching, but I have something else I want to do. So I was kind of like, you know, a little surprised. I, I never thought about business coaching myself, but I was really just taking some time to teach them what I had learned from a marketing standpoint sales, um, systems and processes, client attraction and all of that. And I just started giving some of that information out and I was really kind of doing it off the cuff. And then I was also working with my own business coach and I was being pulled into some uh, business mentoring in her business as well since I finished her program. So when I really sat back and, and thought about it, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm getting more passionate about the business coaching than I am when I get on calls with my leadership coaching clients. So I kind of came to this point about uh, nine or so, maybe 10 months ago, where I was like, you know, either I continue to grow my leadership coaching business or I stop and I just completely pivot. And that's the decision I made. And honestly, Taylor, it was the best decision I've ever made. I feel so 
fulfilled and aligned with what I'm doing, with how I'm working with women, empowering them to step into a true business owner role for their own side hustles, growing their businesses and really seeing what's possible for them. So that's kind of how I got to where I am. That's amazing. I was just listening to a podcast today where the girl had a very successful business. She was a guest on a show and she said the same thing. She's like, you know, you can decide to stay with something that's comfortable or you can pivot into the direction that, you know, feels right in your gut. And I think especially women, we have that intuition a little bit more than men, but we know what lights us up. We know Mm -hmm. the direction we secretly want to go and we can we pick up on those clues. So the fact that you followed that and like now, I mean, you sound excited, like you sound like this (laughs) is lighting you up. And it's really incredible because there are so many women, especially, you know, with the online businesses that are trying to do side hustles and they don't really know where to begin Mm -hmm. or they don't know how to bring it to the next level or they don't know how to find time. What is one of the things that you have noticed working with women who have full-time jobs or are moms and have a side hustle? What are What is the number one struggle you see that these women go through? So it, that's a great question. And I think you actually just said it. Time is such, a, it's such an inhibitor, it seems. Um, time, having the flexibility to juggle their personal lives, their work lives, their business, trying to grow their business, that comes up quite a bit. And even more so than time, it's the mindset piece I feel that's really blocking them from seeing what's possible. Um, And and that's really where it all starts. And that's that's where I start my work with clients is really thinking about how is your mindset either contributing to the success of your business or inhibiting the success of your business. And that's really going to be, that's the gatekeeper. That's what I call the mindset. It's the gatekeeper of your success. That's where it will start and stop for you. That's so good. You actually posted something. Time is flying by. It feels like it was a few (laughs) weeks ago. It could have been a month or so ago, but you posted about mindset. You do, is it Monday mindset you've been doing? Yeah. Every Monday I I do a little mindset quote. (laughs) Yes. You had a quote about time and making time for your business. And I was like, yes, that was incredible. I don't know. I wish I wrote it down now because I can't remember it exactly. But (laughs) your mindset quotes on Monday are like feeding my soul. They're so good. Oh, no, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's, it's, you know, we don't think about it, right? We don't think about how mindset plays such a big role, not just in business life, but in in your life in general, your personal life, your professional life, your relationships, it all starts there. You know, everything starts with a thought and then the thought creates a feeling and that feeling creates action. And that action can be true action or inaction, but it always starts with a thought and that thought comes from your mindset. And the more that you can become aware of what thoughts you're having and how that fuels the action you're taking, the better off you'll be. The more you work that mindset muscle, the more aware you're going to become of yourself. That's really good. So other than like but becoming aware of it, so how does someone become aware? Because people get used to their day to day. So if someone came to you and you, you know, obviously when you're talking to someone, you can usually pinpoint something, but they don't always see it. For when you work with clients, do you pinpoint it for them? Like, do you kind of bring up like, well, that's a mindset thing or do you help or do they start to realize it over time? Like, how would you help someone become more aware of it? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So what I do is the first module in my program is focused on CEO mindset. And, and it's important because like I said, that's where it all starts. It's with the mindset. So before I even jump into marketing and sales and systems, I want to make sure that they have a solid mindset that they're aware of and they know how to work it. Um, so what I typically do is I'll go through some assessments with, with clients right off the bat, just to get a sense of where they're at and to allow them to create that space where awareness will come to them. Um, one thing that I do do is, and this is something that I'm a big proponent of, we're not just building the business of your dreams, you're building the life of your dreams. And you want to build the life of your dreams first and then fit your business into it. Because if you don't do that and you just build this grand business, you don't want your life to be secondary to your business. You want your life to come first. So we go through a whole assessment of how satisfied are you in all aspects of your life, including your business, but all aspects that also surround you and your business. And then how do we get you from a point where you might be moderately satisfied or, or maybe not even satisfied at all to being very satisfied? What's blocking you from getting there? What does it even look like for you? Sometimes we say, oh, I'm really happy with this aspect of my life. Maybe it's friendships or relationships. But then when you ask somebody, what does really happy look like? You kind of get a blank stare because they haven't even thought about that. And same thing when someone says, oh, I'm not really fulfilled in my career. Well, what would fulfilled look like? And they kind of think, well, I don't know. Maybe I'd, I'd be happy going to work. Well, what would happy going to work look like? So it's digging into these questions to really tap into all the whys behind their current state. How do they feel? Why do they feel a certain way? And once you start uncovering some of those whys, that's when you dig into what's possibly inhibiting you or blocking you from taking action in any aspect of your life, your business included. That is incredible. Like you, when you said building the life of your dreams and then your business, I don't think enough people think of it that way. Mm -hmm. People go into it like I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be wealthy and I'm going to have no more problems. And the next thing you know, you're working 80 hours, you're ditching your <laughs> like you aren't sitting down and eating with your family. You're, you know, not having any self-care and then you burn out because a lot of people go into it with that different mindset. That's really I love that quote. Yeah. Quote. And, you know, it, it is. You said it perfectly. You get busy building a business and you forget to build a life and your relationships will start to, you know, crumble a bit. Your health. Um, I can't stress how important health and wellness is when you're building a business, because once that starts to deteriorate, nothing else matters. You know, you, you can't rely on your business to fix your health and wellness. You need to do those things first. Um, so yeah, build, building the life of your dreams. That's why we want to become business owners. We want to be passionate about what we're doing, but we also want that flexibility to decide when we work, when we don't, what we work on, what we don't work on, who we work with and so on. And if you don't allow yourself to take advantage of those benefits, you kind of have to sit back and ask yourself why you wanted to create a business in the first place. And is that fact, is that passion being fulfilled at this point? So good. I Oh. So becoming aware, I'm just going to like summarize, is like the, one of the first steps to shifting your mindset, then asking yourself the whys, the what lights you up, why are you doing this, what makes you happy. And then, you know, once they've already working on their mindset, 
what is the kind of the next thing that you would be talking with them about if you don't mind sharing? Sure, absolutely. So um, towards the end of the mindset work before we jump into the other modules, and this is one thing that I think everybody should do. I've done it myself. It's just a nice mindset tip that I like to share is really writing a letter to your future self and really writing it out, not 10 years from now or 20 years from now, but just one year from now, write a letter as if you are in that spot one year from now, your business goals have been accomplished and you're writing a letter to your current day self saying, wow, look at, you know, we made it. I hit my six figure mark for the year. I took three vacations. I did this and that. That way, when you are feeling as though you're hitting every obstacle possible, which in business, it, it's likely it happens to everybody. It's it's certainly not a linear process when you're trying to grow a business, but it helps you reflect on how possible it is to get exactly what you want out of your business and to fulfill your dreams as a business owner. So I have them do some of these affirmation exercises, writing a letter to your future self. Um, I also have them create a bit of a routine, like a morning ritual to get them up and going in the morning. And that can be very customized to them. It could be a mix of meditation, journaling, reading daily affirmations, whatever works best for them, but just something that they can do very regularly. Because like I said, mindset is something where you're continuously going to work that muscle. So the more you do it, the more the, the stronger it's going to get. It's like any muscle in your body. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. And, and mindset is something you'll always work on in the entrepreneurial space. It never needs, it never should not be worked on. <laughs> it's always yeah. something that you, you just get bigger challenges as you grow. They don't go mm -hmm. away. So it's something you should always work on. Uh, but those are just some of the exercises I like to do that I think everyone should be doing mm -hmm. on a daily basis or at least a couple times a week. Yeah, those are good. I um, I don't know if you know. Do you know who Jasmine Starr is? She's yes. A business coach. Okay. I've heard her talk about doing that very something very similar, like you writing a letter to yourself and how when she started doing that, it really like it shifted things in her business and in her life. I I always say I'm going to do it and I feel like you're like you're encouraging me to actually do it because I think that's a really great idea. Um, You know, I am a big like goal person and I loved it but one of my issues if I was like if I'm being honest is I don't always reflect on my goals I don't like I'll like hit a goal and then I'm like next one next one and that's a mindset thing that's kind of like and I've noticed starting my business is you know it's so easy to put your health and wellness second to put your family second and then that is something that you know I don't know if it was like preparing for this interview but for the last like week it's becoming more and more like in my face because like you said, you start getting unhappy. The things that like made you like passionate about it, it kind of feels like a chore. And even if you have your own business, I know there's not going to every day is not going to be like, oh, this is the best day ever, but <laughs> it's going to be, it really is a mindset thing because it's going to be tough. And you, when you start putting your life second, which is what I'm guilty of. And there's probably hundreds of thousands of other people that are guilty of that. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really good reminder, making yeah. sure you know what you want and then putting it down on paper. And then also at the end of the year or whenever you decide to read that letter, like celebrating yourself, celebrating where you've come, how far you've come, 
even if you didn't hit the goal or not, you put it down on paper, you got clear with yourself, you believed that you could. And I think that's another thing with mindset. Do you see, do you have people struggle with believing that they can succeed at times or they can hit that next level of their business? Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's like that imposter syndrome is so alive in everybody. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I, it's one of those things similar to mindset. It doesn't really go away. You just learn how to manage it, but absolutely. Um, I mean, I can honestly say, I don't think I've talked with any entrepreneur that didn't have a little bit of that imposter syndrome popping up from time to time. And it's easy because, and you see it Taylor in the, in the online space and social media, everyone appears to be doing so well, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing wonderfully. Nobody has challenges. There's no obstacles. People are just succeeding all over the place. And it's, it's that perception that can cause other people to feel like, wow, this person's really killing it. And I'm not doing that. I'm not doing as well. But what we don't know is what's really going on for that person behind the scenes. So it gets very easy to be caught up in that social media mirage of things that are happening for others in our industry. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I always say this, like I, I mean, I'm on social media all the time. It's part of like my business and it's part of like my job, but everything, almost everything is fake. There is, it's like, it's a fake life. It is a false reality, you know, people just it's a big celebration it's where people go to make themselves feel better and Mm -hmm. that's kind of harsh and I probably will get some hate for saying that but like it's true like (laughs) you know most people show only the good things or the the wins or the money or the flashy dinners or but they don't show that they just put, you know, a couple hundred dollars on their credit card to have that flashy dinner to show it on Instagram and they're in debt. And and I think that is a I think that's why imposter syndrome, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, is you know, no one really talked about this as much a few years ago. And I know more people are open now, but I think imposter syndrome is such a big epidemic because of what we're seeing on social media because everyone looks to be living their absolute best life on social media and everyone in other and people inside are truly struggling because they're like oh I need to make myself look better or oh that person's in my niche and oh they have 10,000 followers or whatever Mm -hmm. else do you think that social media is a part of the reason why people have imposter syndrome which then goes into their mindset about themselves and their business A hundred percent. I think that's probably one of the leading reasons why imposter syndrome can be so prevalent, especially for business owners. I mean, like you said, it's, you're seeing the highlights, Mm -hmm. um, personally, professionally everywhere. And it can be really easy to forget that the, Hey, these are accomplishments, but we don't really know how deep this goes for this individual or for this business. Um, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if this person is really bringing on clients every day. Um, it's just appearing that way. So yeah, it can be really easy to get caught up in that. And what I like to tell my clients when they start talking about, oh, well, this person in my industry is so far ahead of me, I'll never get to that point, is first addressing the limiting belief. Hey, if, if someone got to that point in your industry, see that as an opportunity that you can too. Yeah, That person is showing you if they're having all that success, it's possible. Let's go for it. 
that's a good sign. You want to see competition doing really well in your industry because it's showing that there's a need and that Mm -hmm. the opportunity exists. And then also, aside from the limiting belief, just acknowledging the fact that what we see on social media is exactly what we're talking about. It's a highlight that they're not, not everyone is sharing their struggles. The fact that maybe they lost a client, they, they didn't close a sale today. Um, they, they spent a ton of money on legal things for their business. Um, they didn't meet their monthly goals. Um, there's all these other things that are going on that people aren't talking about. Um, and we don't see any of that. We we're not privy to that information. So not being so hard on ourselves and saying, well, this person, they're just every day is so wonderful for them. They're living their best life. Their business is succeeding. Taking a step back and really knowing, hey, we don't know what's going on. They're showing this, but there could be a lot more behind it and really just acknowledging that. I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about if you follow a lot of people in your industry, so like you're a business person following a person that has the exact sort, same type of business, that it can actually be really the negative impact of that. Like it can be, it's really, it can be really extreme because one, imposter, imposter syndrome. And two, you can always feel that, you know, comparison. Um, and they always say like, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. And it, it's true. Like when you see that, like, oh, am I copying them? Or are they copying me? Oh, well, they're better than me. And to sometimes not like you don't have to be rude and unfollow if you actually like their content. But sometimes muting, seeing it for a little while can actually be really helpful because if it's not inspiring you and it's actually giving you a negative like feeling, then, you know, we have the power to get rid of that on social media. So I thought that was really interesting. What do you think about that? Like, is it really harsh or like, because I feel like following people in your business is the same business niche is good, but I also can see how it can be really negative. No, I really like that you brought that up because I agree with you. You know, you have to choose what serves you and what doesn't serve you is what you need to start pushing out of your life. So I agree. If there's somebody in your space where every time you see their content, you just feel this like gut punch of, oh, I'm not there. I'll never get there. She's so much better, this and that, then absolutely. That means your mindset is not in a place to be able to receive that information. So turn it off, mute, unfollow, whatever it takes, because at that point, that's going, you're getting that thought, right? That limiting belief of I'm never going to get to that point your imposter syndrome's kicking in. Now you have that feeling of, you know, you're not worthy enough. You're not adding value. And what's that going to cause from an action standpoint? You're probably going to either not act and you're going to take a pause in your business, or you're not going to take action that you really need to grow your business because that imposter syndrome is just fueling in you. And you're not feeling like you're in a place to really serve your clients. Mm -hmm. So if that is the case, I say, go for it, mute it until you feel that you are able to absorb that information. But if you are in a place where you can see it, and this is where I like to get my clients to if they're not already there, you need to kind of look at it through the lens of, again, that opportunity. Wow, look at what she's doing. She's been in business for five years more than I have, and she's making multiple six figures. She's got an empire. That's amazing. I want that, and I'm going to get that. She showed me it's possible. Yeah, that's how I like to look at it. I mean, I've, I've, think there's been a couple people that I've seen and I'm like a gut punch but for the most part (laughs) yeah it's like it is a little bit of a gut punch sometimes Mm -hmm. like I remember like posting something and like three days later 
they were posting basically the same thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they copy me? They have such a bigger audience. And then, you know, that was a mindset thing. And I had to work (laughs) through that. And now I'm at a point where I see this person's stuff and I'm like so encouraged. And I'm like, good for them. Like, you know, cheering them on because we're actually like it's similar, but it's different. And there's enough room. There's enough space for all of us. Yeah, billions of people in the world. I'm so glad you just said that because it's so true. I mean, you can honestly, Taylor, have the exact same program offerings as somebody else in your industry. And with how many people are are service-based providers these days, it's possible that you already do and you probably don't even know it, Mm -hmm. but you are your secret sauce. That's what I like to tell clients. There are hundreds of thousands of business coaches that are doing the same thing as I am, but they're not doing it the same way. Because mm-hmm. I'm me and nobody else is me. I'm my own secret sauce. And people seek me out because they resonate with me. They feel they can build a relationship with me. And the same goes for you and everybody else. You are your secret sauce. No matter if you have the same exact program as somebody else, people will hire you because they want to work with you. And then the services you offer, that's secondary. Absolutely. And do you t- do that when it comes to pricing? Because I've heard... Um, I personally don't struggle with this, but I've heard people say, well, this person's doing the exact same thing and they're priced, you know, $90 say, and I wanted to price $200, but like, uh, our, you know, no one's going to buy mine for 200. And if theirs is 90, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like people sometimes go off of that when it comes to pricing, because I think their mindset, because their, their eyes are focused on someone else's business as opposed to their own. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, absolutely. And when it comes to that, so this is funny. I actually have a money mindset coach in my program for this exact reason. And she comes on every month and does a group call with my clients because mindset, like entrepreneurial mindset and then money mindset are, even though they're both mindset related, they're so different and money. We all have our own unique money story, how we save money, how we spend money, how we price our offerings. And what I like to tell clients, if they come to me with that comparison that you just mentioned, Taylor, what I'll typically tell them is, okay, what, what's behind your reasoning for your price, your $200 versus their 90, what value are you adding that they may not be adding? What experience Mm -hmm. do you have? So kind of reaffirming their decision to price and making sure that they feel confident. Because one thing I'll tell people is if you don't feel confident in your pricing, when you're on a sales call with somebody, they're going to feel that. And they're probably not going to close that sale. They're not going to buy. So if you can, you can identify the value behind your price and feel confident in it. That's the first step to really affirming. This is my pricing. This is why I price it this way. This is how I'm different from my competitors. And you're going to close that sale much more easily than feeling a little uneasy, feeling like, well, these people are cheaper. They'll probably go for that. The the consumer market is really leaning towards value-based pricing versus the true price of, hey, $90 versus $200. They want the value. They'll pay a price if they know the value is there. Absolutely. That's so good. I love that you have a money mindset person. That's, I mean, that's (laughs) incredible because I love money mindset. I am fascinated by it. I've learned a lot about it and I could talk about money mindset for like hours. (laughs) Because it's, isn't it's it so, so interesting? It's, it's, it's like so interesting. When, when I first heard of it, I was like, wow, money mindset. Okay. And then when I started to learn about it, um, I mean, you know, there's money mindset archetypes, how you 
think of money, feel about money. And I, I mean, I became very immersed in it myself. So uh, when I saw that money is such a mindset block for clients and people in the business space, whether it's investing, not investing, um, pricing their, their offerings, that's where I was like, okay, this isn't my specialty. I'm not a money mindset coach. So I got to bring somebody else in that can really navigate these conversations with these women. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit more about your program while we're talking about it? Yeah, sure. So I have a six-month academy. I call it the Side Hustle to Main Hustle Academy. And it's based off of four main modules, um, which are the first one is CEO Mindset, which we've talked a little bit about. The second module is all about client attraction and marketing. The third module module is systems and processes. And that's really about how do you make your business work for you? So how can you have different systems and processes that make your business as efficient as possible so that you're not spending 20% of your time doing that passion-filled work with your clients and customers and 80% of the time drowning in the admin work? Mm-hmm. And then the last module is all about sales. It's all about how do you have a, a sales conversation? How do you navigate the DMs with sales conversations? How do you close sales? How do you navigate objections? Um, really preparing you to have those best case scenarios when you hop on a call with a potential lead. Um, so that's kind of where my program stems from. And I have a business board of directors Um, which are all women business owners, which I did very intentionally because I love to empower other women in business and I love to have them showcase their talents. So I have that money mindset coach. I also have a social media manager. She came on the group call on Tuesday and blew us all away with Instagram information that we had no idea about. I think we all took like three pages of notes and had to go audit our profiles immediately. (laughs) Um, We have a brand strategist to talk all about how to build a brand that's aligned with you and your business. We have an insurance expert for those that are looking for insurance guidance when they're leaving the corporate world and going fully on their own. And also a financial planning advisor for the same reason to really get your finances in order so you know what your money looks like when you're making that transition. That is incredible. Wow. You have literally thought of every single detail to help your clients. <laughs> you know, and it's what I like to say is it's it's always evolving just like everyone's business should be. So as I hear things, I continue to add, you know, I, I mm-hmm. didn't start out with that many people, but as concerns came up, I like to tell myself and my clients, stay in your lane of expertise. Don't feel like you need to learn everything under the sun. Just pull in people that can support you and your clients with things that either you don't want to learn about, because I don't really want to learn about financial planning myself, Mm -hmm. um, or things that you just know you're not an expert in, you know, pull in support. And it just, it provides your clients with more of a community. It allows you to empower others in your network. And it's just a win-win all around for everybody. Yeah, that's really good. And do you work only with women who want to do like one-on-ones or do you like work because it's, tell me about like your ideal client because I'm like loving this. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So I have two program offerings. I offer one-to-one, which is still a six-month contract. And I also offer a group weekly group program, um, which is weekly group calls. 
I like to keep them intimate. I don't think I'll ever have more than four to five women on a call um, just because I like to really be able to dive into everyone's business. But the way that my program works is you have your own client portal where you get assignments every single week based on where you and your business are at. And then we get on these calls and I just coach you through what you're going through, the assignment that you're working on, the challenges that you're having. We focus on strategy. But yeah, those are really the two ways to work with me. And and ideally, I only serve women. So I have been asked if I work with men and I, I don't as of right now, I'll, I'll never say never, but I really like to provide women with this safe space of talking mm-hmm. through business when we all have the same feminine mindset and we don't have any, any men that are, you know, going to have different, different conflicting ideas or different energy around certain things. So that's worked really well. Um, but like I said, never say never. I could open it up to men at some point, just not right now. <laughs> and typically the women that I work with are in different stages of their business. Um, I have one client who just left her nine to five job uh, about a month and a half into the program, which is really exciting for her. I have another client who started with me. She was already out of her job, but she just needed to grow her business and she just didn't know how. So she hired me mm-hmm. for that reason. So it, you can kind of be in a few different areas of your business development. You could be working a nine to five and have your side hustle and want to grow it, but don't know how. You could be out of your nine to five and you're just still stuck in that plateau of kind of every month looks the same and you, you, you're in that you just can't grow it. You, you're stuck on your ideas and you need a new strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so people come to me at different points in their business. Even though I typically attract the nine to fivers who want to get out, I still get inquiries from from women that are in different places. But the the main commonality is business growth. They just want to grow their business and they don't mm-hmm. know how. Yeah, that's I'm going to link everything. Um, I'm going to have you send me stuff so I can link everything <laughs> for you below. But that's really, I, I love that. I love the business model. I love that it's women empowering women. And I love that, you know, there are a lot of women in business and men, and most, uh, uh, everyone, everyone in business. There's a lot of people who want to take on everything. And the fact that you have a board of directors who are experts in certain fields and you keep it small and intimate, you know, instead of being like, oh, I want to have like 30 people on there so I could just make more money. You're like, no, I want to serve four to five women in on a call at a time and keep it intimate. And I think that's really admirable. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, what I was doing before I got into coaching. It's, you know, helping people, helping to empower people, pulling out their potential, their strengths, their opportunities. That's what I love. And, you know, I, I always tell people, especially when I got, get on a sales call, if I can't help you with your challenges, I, I won't have you sign with me. Um, it's just, it won't serve me anymore. If I can't serve you, it doesn't serve me. Yeah. That's, um, there's, that's, there's a lot to be said for that. I think that's really amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I will link everything below and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking about an entrepreneurial mindset and um, and everywhere else, every other direction we went and imposter syndrome <laughs> and really just talking about what your uh, program is and how you help women because there are so many women who have side hustles and I would say that most of the women if that listen to this, the, the ones that I know, 
have a side hustle and this is really going to be helpful for them. And I hope that they reach out to you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. It was great to to catch up with you. And um, I love everything that you're doing. So I'm happy to support and I look forward to chatting more with you. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs>